0: Comfort is an attractive word, especially for those who suffer, exhausted, and wounded. I remember my first experience, and it was a flu, It's when I worked in Houston, and I uh, was meeting someone at a restaurant, preparing them for marriage, and it happened to be at the finish line of this Ironman race. And there was a big clock there. The hours that were ticking by. And I had, I had arrived at the 14th hour of the race. And these, these men and women were still coming. And they had pieces of tape all over their body. Apparently that helps your muscles a little bit better. And they were like the walking... Basically, walking at that hour, wounded, trying to get over the finish line. And truly, I could just see in their, in their eyes and their hearts, and their, I just got to rest. I need some comfort. I'm finished though. And we can all experience that in many ways in life. And therefore, Isaiah, the first word that comes in our liturgy today, is comfort. Chapters 40 to 55 in the book of Isaiah is called the Book of Consolations. Directed to the Jews, toward the Jews in exile, in Babylonia. Exile is never a place one can call home. Exile in their case, was the consequence of an about-face. Adam and Eve, we go back to them, found themselves in exile out of the garden by choosing to turn away from God, not obeying. Israel, instead of entering the promised land with Moses after their slavery in Egypt, found themselves in exile for 40 years, wandering the desert because they chose to turn away from God. The 10 northern tribes later on were exiled by the Assyrians because of their rejection of God. And finally, the Jews were exiled to Babylonia due to their rejection of God. Exile is not a place of peace, a place of joy. One has been uprooted in our artificially planted and foreign soil. And God is teaching us through these experiences of his people about exile. And then there's a an exile that we all experience still and that is the exile when we fall into sin. At first, it may seem fulfilling to go one's own way, going my own way, and to forget God. Forgetting God means he becomes an afterthought. He's in last place, or pretty near the back. It could mean that His church is seen as old fashioned because one has grown up, one is more spiritual now and above organized religion. Though one may think oneself liberated, one has entered into exile. And as one is in exile, the heart becomes ever more thirsty for truth, for goodness, for beauty. And God knows our hearts. He made them. He made them for himself. And he alone understands the human heart. And therefore, as we, as we hear in, in Isaiah, that he sends a messenger to cry out in the desert, make way for the Lord. The Lord wants to take up all those who find themselves in exile, in the exile of sin, and bind up their wounds and slake their thirst for truth, for beauty, for goodness. How can we see the kindness of the Lord and experience His salvation as we prayed in the psalm? Sometimes we may feel that the Lord is far away, he has ignored our plight. It's his fault. He's left me alone. He's left me hanging. What's the point of trying? I pray and I don't hear anything. I pray and I get nothing. What's the point? St. Peter, in the second reading, tells us that the Lord does not delay. He's better than Federal Express. He's better than anything. He is always on time because his time is always the perfect he tells us he does not delay in delivering his comfort, his promises. We impede the delivery. We have not freely, freely removed the mountains and the hills that stand in the way of the Lord's delivery. We want to have our camp have our cake and eat it too many times. The Lord though, as St. Peter tells us, is patient, very patient, and he wants us to flourish. He waits, he waits for us to turn our hearts, which is a grace itself, to turn to him and to repent, to change. And then the gospel, beautifully, God sends his messenger St. John the Baptist. If you've been watching The Chosen at all, if, um, I'm really excited for the season four. I hope you're uh, going to watch it. But if you haven't, it's at the, at your, the click of a fingertip to begin The Chosen. And there is this, this wild man in the, in the Chosen, John the Baptist. I think he's portrayed very well because he looks a little nuts, you know. And, uh, and he's out there. He was a startling figure, long, wild hair, living off the land, locusts and honey, dressed in camel hair, not in a camel jacket, camel hair, much different. And that expression, his appearance, his message, his enthusiasm, conveyed something so important I think we can can hold on to that and we can do this. It conveys that John the Baptist was all in. All in for the Lord. That's key. If we are all in for the Lord, we will always experience his presence, his power, his comfort, his healing. All in. We're human. We fall. We fail. Please remember this. God's greatest joy is to forgive our sins, to make us whole again. And that's why the church we have, Jesus himself instituted it, the sacrament of reconciliation, to come to him, and say, I'm sorry, and he forgives. He is the God of encouragement. John the Baptist is encouraging us to be all in for the Lord Jesus. And St. Paul, it's not in our readings today, but it's beautiful, I had to put it in, from Colossians 3.17. And this is being all in for the Lord. And whatever you do, in word, or deed do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him.